fast food worker, septic tank inspector, uh, novelty fake vomit researcher, New York Jets starting QB. Look, there are just some jobs that no one wants. Uh, but podcast host is not one of them, so let's discuss on The Push Off. Everybody, welcome to the new episode of the Push Off Podcast, your favorite weekly NFL show that discusses everything that happened last week while it gets you ready for next week. I'm your host, Scott Hogan. Joining us, as always, it is... Dan Adrian Peterson, social worker, right. <laughs> All right, Dan. We're here ready to discuss a whole new week of NFL football, get us ready for... We're already on to week five. 14, week 14 of the NFL season. Um, So, yeah, four, five, six, seven, eight, five weeks left. That's it. I mean, I'm in a position where I feel pretty good about my chances to make the playoffs, kind of no matter what happens. Cowboys. Um, But, but, oh boy, the world is my oyster. A good run here. I could be the number one seed, Scott. I could be the number one seed. Yes, yes. The way things fell uh, for you, what a week. Um, And we'll get all of that stuff. Um, We had a big week of buys. So if your fantasy team survived, congrats. Basically, oh, the buys finished this week, don't Mm -hmm. they? There's just Washington and Arizona on buys. And after that, everybody's on. So all, all schedules line up, and it's much easier to see the light at the end of the tunnel after this week. So... Yeah, we'll start looking at, at playoff pictures. We'll start looking at uh, who's left on the on the, the matchups. Um, there's a lot up in the air. There's a lot of divisional matchups stacked at the end. The NFL does that on purpose to keep these teams uh, alive. So we'll see what happens. Because um, they don't want our... as many games to go in the two-minute no offense as are going to have to go in the two-minute no offense. They, it's must. It's like you know, it, it, it's a destiny type thing. These these teams are going to head there, just as there are the good teams. Unfortunately, there are the bad teams, uh, and sometimes the good and the bad play each other, and that's what happens on the two minute no offense, or just the bad and the bad. Some weeks, like this week, good God. Ugh. Um, we also are getting some flexes. That's beginning. We have our first ever Monday night flex has happened. That's week fifteen. So not this even. It's not this week. This has to happen er, you know, early because you were moving a game a whole day. Um, it was scheduled to be Kansas City at New England for Monday Night Football. Well, nobody wants to see that shit. <laughs> New England's lost their shine. Um, so now the uh, Philadelphia Eagles will be going to Seattle on a Monday night. So um, Seahawks fans, if you had a big Sunday planned or if you were flying into the great Northwest on a, on a Sunday to see a football game, get your – uh, hotel one more day. You can't leave. The game's on Monday now. And then the next one on Christmas Day, there are so many. There's three Christmas Day games, which yeah, is Yeah, they scheduled those Saturday ones that were always TBA, and Vikings were one of them. We are playing noon on that Saturday. Well, it's Christmas Eve. No. Oh, you're talking the f- Christmas Day week. I'm yeah, sorry. I yeah. 
thinking of a following week. Week 17 is the different. Yeah, weeks, or no. Week 16. Yeah, sorry. Which is crazy to me that that's two weeks away and it's almost Christmas. Um, did you buy all your... We start you, you have Saturday one kid. Did you buy him a present? <laughs> Does yes, he he's have a concept of it yet? You know, it's it's early on it, so we'll we'll win win this this Christmas. I I hope yeah. you know. Just besides getting tired and probably too much sugar from the grandparents. That's fair. Just wait until you have three of them, and they're like, "We have things we want now." And you're like, God "Oh damn it. boy, yeah, you can't. You're not ready for that." No, no one is. <laughs> so let's talk football instead. Um, all right, let's hit the games. Yep. Games of the week. Uh, really, there's two of them. It's the overtime ones. So we're going to hit both of them up top, Dan. That's nice. how we get to do it. Uh, I'm going to start with the one that played first and had everything. The Indianapolis Colts beating the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee, 31-28. to We picked this one different. I got I the Colts on you on this one, but... Took an overtime in order to do it, so and a concussion we were well aware that yes. eventually became a, not a concussion. A punter that went down <sighs> and uh, so much wild stuff in this one. So first of all, Minshew had a great game, over three hundred yards, two touchdowns. He is the uh, um, NVP this week too. I think I saw <laughs> randomly the Nickelodeon guy. Uh, he'll get uh, slimed. Uh, Pittman Jr. had 11 catches, 105 and two, and both of those touchdowns. Pierce with that big catch at the end, over 100 yard or 100 yards total, gave four field goals. Well, Pierce had the touchdown. It was Pittman and Pierce. Uh, Pierce had one himself. You're right. Yeah. Pittman must have ran one in because I had him down as two TDs, but it must have been total. I have to look at those stats again. Um, Levis just a touchdown, but he had a play in this game. Uh. I'm sure you guys have seen in highlights now where uh, throws a pass that gets hit in the, at the line, intercepted. It probably would have been considered even a fumble too. I think that's what they called it on the field, but it didn't matter. He's the one who races up, hits the defender of the Colts who has the ball, causes another fumble and recovers it, <laughs> recovers his own turnover. So amazing play by Levis and not quit type of play. Even got up and realized i don't know if they blew the whistle ran another 60 yards to the end zone that's that mayonnaise uh, coursing through your veins man <laughs> ain't no quitting the mayonnaise yeah like what are we watching right here um and then like yeah little to the colts had two blocked punts the second one almost looked like he broke the punter's leg he knocks him out of the game and uh nick folk the kicker's got to start punting the rest of that game it's a tough situation to be in if you're nick folk Right? He did fine. The The situation where it really became a problem is the punter is the holder. Mm-hmm. And because he was out, Ryan Tannehill had to come in and hold, and he got an extra point missed probably because of that. So, yeah, there's that. You're right. You're talking about Henry with a concussion or not concussion. He was right back in. Uh, Simmons goes out with a knee injury. He's going to miss multiple weeks. Just so much stuff happened in this game that the Colts escaped with the win um, and have keep this win streak going. They won four in a row. They won four in a row, and with the injury to Jeffrey Simmons, I am forced to do something that I haven't done a lot this year. I must oh, tombstone these Tennessee Titans. It is officially mm-hmm. done. Uh, the Will Levis experiment, just continue it for the rest of the season, no matter what. There is no sure. reason at this point for Ryan Tannehill to regain his job. The season is over for Tennessee. In my mind, they are out of the AFC wildcard race, even. Um, it is done. They are tombstoned, fully tombstoned. Uh, but, oh boy, the future is actually kind of bright in Tennessee. 
It's an interesting future. They need to get Levis weapons. You can um, build around him. You're right. The defense. You know, I don't know how old Simmons is. He was the he's young. He's, of it. he's got a great, uh, you know, great contract. He's going to be in there for another three or four years. I think he's a Perfect. great option. Yeah, then you're fine there. Yeah, keep building around that and uh, and go from there. You're right. That's future. That's Titans. It's not this year. That's fine. Um, we, they they seem to be on good terms with the coach and variable we'll and all that stuff. Yeah, so he's probably around at least for next year. So we go on. Um, the Colts. I mean, spunky Colts. The spunky yeah. Indianapolis Colts. Are they? Uh, I mean, they're in the. If the season ended right now, aren't they wild card seven? They are in. Yeah, they are in. According to the playoff picture, they would be in. Second in this division right now, tied yeah. with the Texans. It's, yeah, they're hanging in there. And they're not far behind the lead, honestly. You know, that's what's crazy <laughs> They're a game it. behind now, yeah. Yeah, they're the sixth seed if the Col- if it ended today. The Texans would actually not be in. Yeah. Yeah, wild game. Um, I'll pre- you know hype up to the Colts. I don't know. You know, I think we're both kind of shocked by this. I don't know if they're going to keep this going, Minshew and all that. Uh, this was not a Jonathan Taylor game, so they had to find other ways. And that was that was the big thing in this game. Um, took two block punts late in the game, wild things like that to happen for them to get an overtime win against a Titans team who is four and eight now, led by a rookie quarterback. Yeah, so. Are we that excited on this Colts win or not? You know, what does it take? It's a divisional game. These two teams definitely know each other very well. So we'll see what this means for the Colts this season. But I think it means that they, at least they're heading the right way when in terms of uh, the culture and the new head coach there and all that stuff for Andy. Well, I will say this. The end of their season is very favorable. Okay. So over the next I mean, five weeks, they've got – we'll talk about it soon. They're going to the Bengals, which – Way easier. I mean, well, maybe not so easy. We'll talk about that soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, which may or may not have Kenny Pickett. The Atlanta Falcons, who fucking knows? The Raiders, who may be on to, you know, just trying out new guys, you know, young starters in uh, new positions. And then the Houston Texans. There's two or three wins back there. This might be a nine or ten win fucking Colts team. That's insane to me. Yeah. Um. Let's continue on because we are heading that way. So I want to talk about the other overtime game. Heading to primetime. Let's go to Monday night uh, where the Jaguars get their first Monday night game since I think they said 2011. I was like, what? But then it makes sense because usually Monday nights go to the teams that are going to uh, sell it out and have a lot of eyes on them. And it took a while for these Jaguars to turn it up. So 34 to 31, the, uh, the Bengals beat them on that Monday night. They finally get it home. Um, in this overtime, is why you don't get took. Monday night football games, Jaguars fans. <laughs> yeah, this I guess so. This is what happens when you get the nice things. Um, it was a great game, though. Back and forth, 14 all at the half, 31 all at the end of regulation. This game had five ties, which was the most of any game this season so far. Um, the Bengals figured out a way to move the ball with Jake Browning at the helm. Jake Browning had a very solid game, 354. Very few incompletions, honestly. Threw a touchdown, ran one in, got Mixon going heavily, Chase going heavily. Uh, it Only Tyler Boyd threw the <laughs> interception. Yeah. <laughs> that play still hurts yeah, my no. brain. Um, Trayvon Walker, just throw it, throw it. It yeah. does. <laughs> 
I mean, you could run with that thing and you, you lose two why yards. Like, what are yeah. you doing? I just don't it's understand. Like, That's why it. he's not a quarterback. That's why he's not a quarterback. Um, but at the end, after this game gets tied up, or right before this game gets tied up, uh, Lawrence goes down because their left tackle, Walker Little, steps on his ankle and then mm-hmm. gets bent over backwards at the same time. When I watched it live, I thought it was one of those nobody touched him. Oh, my God, are we talking another Achilles thing? <sighs> so it's not that bad, but it is a high ankle sprain. Yeah. So this thing's a week-to-week thing. We see what happens from here for uh, Trevor Lawrence. But, my God, another quarterback going to the ground. It's something I'm sure the NFL's tired of seeing this year. Um that's not the only injury the Jaguars had too. Uh, Kirk is going to miss some time too. Had some core muscle injury. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound good for him. Um, my, you were talking about fantasy teams. That guy's been a solid guy for my fantasy team this year, so I won't have him for the playoffs. But anyways, the Jaguars lose at home. The Bengals sneak out this this big win and and go even six and six. What do we think, Dan? I did not tombstone the Bengals. No. I think the best thing that could happen to Zach Taylor is for Jake Browning to go on a little run here. I mean, it's obviously the best thing for Jake Browning. Jake Browning's going to make a lot of money if he can win two or three more games the rest of the season. Um, We love Jake Browning. We've been a very pro-Jake Browning podcast um, since he came out of Washington. I kept saying Vikings drafted him. He was undrafted. He was was undrafted free agent signing by Spielman and the team. And uh, we watched him in that preseason game for the Vikings, and we were like, oh, maybe we were a little wrong about Jake Browning. Sure. But he just needed the right system, and, you know, he got himself in a spot. You can still see the arm strength is not where it was during his early Washington games. A lot of those things were, you know, kind of fluttering out there. But, man, his timing was precise. So, I was very impressed with the offense they put around oh, him. Oh, yeah. The play calls they set up for him. There's a lot yeah. of <laughs> you fa- could almost bar see them, throws. But. You could almost see them regretting having those gadget plays in there. <laughs> Where they're yeah, like, they're like, uh, do we do these. this? He's kind of going. Yeah. He's doing okay. We don't need this. Um, yeah, I think the Bengals are an interesting, an interesting draw for the rest of the season. You know what I mean? Like, at six and six, losing your starting quarterback, you can't feel good about, you know, can't feel good about things moving mm-hmm. forward. But then you're still getting consistent Joe Mixon. You still have Jamar Chase, who's one of the best uh, players in the NFL. And then, you know, the rest of their season's actually not uh, terrible, you know? They've got, we'll talk about it soon, they've got the Colts, they've got your Vikings, who who knows? Pittsburgh, who knows? Kansas City might not be playing for anything. And the Cleveland Browns, which is a divisional game. This could be an eight or nine win Bengals team. Yeah. They've got a, they yeah, they've got an option to get some wild card shots and stuff in there. But uh, it, you're like, but, you know, you're going to do without Joe Burrow the whole way. Yeah, but Joe, Browning had a game that Joe Burrow has not had in the pros yet so far. 354 and uh, the completion percentage that he had has not been a stat line that Joe Burrow has put up yet, they True. said. So that's wild. But, uh, yeah, the, the off, like I said, the offense around him is is doable, and it's not like the entire defense stuff got injured. Um, this was a high-scoring game for the defenses that were involved in this True. game on Monday night, I think, 34-31. to um it was two teams that were just kind of feeling each other out and finding ways to, to move the ball on offense. So I was very impressed with uh, the game that the Bengals put out there. I thought the Jaguars could have won it. If Lawrence plays the whole thing, I think we're talking differently. In fact, yeah. Bethard leads the Jaguars about to that 45-yard line 
in overtime connects with Ridley to about the five or something it was inside the Mm -hmm. 10 and it gets called back from a holding call that I was like, "Eh, it's legit. Maybe it's legit. I'm fine with them calling it. I'm not saying BS on the call. It was Anton Harrison, the, the rookie who we discussed on this, on this very podcast. So, uh, we could have been talking very differently, but big win. So yeah, it leads to a game we've brought up already a couple times. Two teams coming off of big wins in overtime now play each other, Colts Bengals, and it's a noon kickoff on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a picking ahead of it again, Dan. Uh, this one this is the one of the toughest I think to pick. Agreed. Um, because of how good Browning played against a Jaguars defense that I think is better than the Colts defense that's going to roll out there on a home Bengals field. That's the difference I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals in this one to beat those Red Hot Colts. I have to agree with you, sir, Um, mainly because the Colts game got the Titans special teams coordinator fired. Yeah. You know, without those special teams failures, I think, as I picked it, I think the Titans would have won that game. (laughs) They would, yeah. And we're having a very different conversation. Jonathan Taylor not being there, you lose some offensive weapons. I think the Bengals are playing conservatively enough they are talented enough that I think that'll be the difference against the Colts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's m- continue on. Let's talk about another primetime game. Dan, I'm talking about Chiefs Packers. That's right. Chiefs Packers. Yeah. Just keep poking at you. We 19, not, Packers 27. No, neither of us did pick this one. Uh, I've got a buddy who's a Packers fan who likes listening to us uh, when he heads into work. On Wednesdays. Well, we're getting this one a day later because we are very tired. So sorry about that. But hey, I'll get to your Packers early. How about that? If he's even listening still. But um, Packers win this one in a big one uh, at home. Uh, it was 14 to 6. Packers at the half. The uh, Chiefs kept kind of fighting back, made it 12 14. Then Love converts a fourth and one with a rainbow pass. Leads to a touchdown. Then it's 19-21, uh, early fourth quarter. Um, so they, they kept trying to come back in this one. There's some very bad, we'll just call them bad calls by the refs in this at the end of the game, but it's on both sides, yes. technically. So no, it's evenly they, shitty. Evenly, yeah, just bad calls all around leading to um, kind of a shitty end to the game, but that's what it was. Uh Packers win a big one, keep them alive, very much alive in the NFC wild card race. So, um, I one of my favorite things that was talked about is, uh, yeah, they didn't call a pass interference on that last pass to Mardell's, uh, Marquez yes. Valdez-Scantling, but in fairness, that was right on target to Scantling, which means it's an uncatchable ball for him. <laughs> um, hey, oh. I, I like that one. I was like, ah, it's good logic. That's that good is, logic that's a nice right setup. there. He also didn't fight hard enough for it. Like, you got to make a fucking show of that, man. You can't just be like, oh, God, he got me over the back. Like, fight through it, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, you know, make him call the flag if you're going to. Rasheed Rice had a nice little game. Um, mm-hmm. That is the one bright spot. Sky Moore, bad game. Bad fucking yeah. game. Didn't yeah, look good. Yeah, it's like, we, we keep talking about this. Like, God, he's got to get more targets because Kelsey didn't have a lot of receptions. Because they just fucking went at him all night. They double That's coverage on do. Kelsey constantly. Yeah. They're like, if you don't get it to Kelsey, who the fuck are you going to get it to? And it's Rasheed Rice for like little bubble screens. Um, they, you know, Isaiah Pacheco running super hard, doing a good Pacheco's job. 
Packers can't stop the run, I still think. No. And so Pacheco was the good thing there, but then I, you know, <laughs> get in his head and he gets ejected late in that game for throwing a fist. I mean, the game was pretty much over by that point anyways, yeah. but come on, Pacheco. Yeah. Jordan Love looked good. He didn't look, yes. you know, fucking amazing, but he looked good and he made the plays that he needed to make when he needed to make them. And it turns the Packers into a 6-6 six and six team right in the heart of things again in the NFC. I mean, Kansas City at 8-4, and four, the West is not that tough. I think they'll probably limp in at like 10-7, and seven, you know, 11-6. and six. But that doesn't mean uh, that they're going to be the number one seed. I think that that's kind of out the window with a loss like this. Right. No, Packers still would need a uh, wild, red-hot road, bunch of road wins to do anything in the playoffs if they make it. And I'm, we're not saying that Jordan Love is the next coming kind of in there. But what I don't care for is seeing him throw three touchdowns in a primetime game against the Kansas City Chiefs team where you're just supposed to chalk that up as an L. That's the stuff I don't need. That's the stuff I do not need in my life. Don't need I, that devil magic. Don't need that devil magic to come back, at least not for a couple years, not for a couple of cycles of QBs. You owe it to us. You owe it to us, NFL gods. You know um, I don't want to play the fucking Packers. If the Packers make it in as a wild card team, you know right? I don't want to play them. I fucking No, of course don't. you don't. You don't. Because, yeah, that's a weird. Here's, here's what's fucked up for the Packers, right? We talk about the end of the season schedule. Guess who they got? Well, I know Giants. they got the Vikings. That, yeah. Giants, that probably becomes a win. big game. Yeah, Tampa Bay, who fucking knows? Carolina, Minnesota, and Chicago again means that I'm putting them at at least nine wins, maybe ten wins. They've got a nice, yeah. That's a nice, easy schedule to back into the season with, man. That's not fucking bad. So yeah, these Green Bay Packers probably gonna make the playoffs, and I'm not happy about it. So let's talk about it. Uh, Packers are going to New York for Monday Night Football this week. Uh, Surprise, everybody. Uh, It's week uh, 14 again. Wake up. It's week 14. We're in the middle of December, and the NFL goes, how about we do two Monday Night games on simultaneously, okay? uh, All right. I don't know. I don't remember that they scheduled it this way. It surprised the hell out of me when I looked it up this week. But, yeah, here we are. And the first one that we're going to discuss is the Green Bay Packers going to New York to play the Giants. The Giants are coming off the bye. That's why we can discuss this one now. Uh, New York wearing throwbacks. um, That's cool. Yeah. Um, This Just to give you a, a preface, the game opposite this one is Titans at Dolphins. So pick your poison. This is the NFC uh, poison of the night is Packers at Giants. Um, I'm going I'm going to take the Packers winning on the road, Dan. You are not uh, as diehard of a Packers hater as I am an Eagles hater. Um, yeah. But it's very easy for me. I different pick, haters. Yeah, I get to pick the Packers uh, to beat the New York Giants. I don't think the Giants are very good. It looks like Terod Taylor, even coming back from injury, is not going to be the starter, which makes right. total sense. Just see what you got with DeVito. He's a cheaper option. Um, yeah, I get it. And really, what are you playing for? You know, are you, are you playing for a wild card? That's insane. We just um, missed Terod. Yeah, we missed Terod. Love to see Terod get some game action. Terod, yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I'm taking in there. Packers on the road as well. Okay, good. Um, the other game we can discuss is the Bills going to the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs off of this uh, disappointing primetime loss. The Bills coming off of the bye week. It is a 325 game, though. This one's on a primetime game and it's in Kansas City. For me, 
this is a tough pull for the Bills, even after a bye week. I think they're going to give it their all, obviously. I feel like this might be their Super Bowl. Um, even if the Bills don't do much else, if they can go into Kansas City and upset them, I feel like they're going to feel good about themselves. But I, I'm picking Kansas City to right the ship after that embarrassing loss in Green Bay. And I am picking the Bills to win for similar reasons. Um, okay. I, I don't think some of the problems that are in Kansas City are actually super fixable because it's a talent situation with the wide receiver core. That's true. Um, I think the Bills, once again, they get hot, they get streaky, and the last game we saw Josh Allen in, he went fucking crazy. You know, he went Josh Allen fucking crazy, and there was just a couple plays that went the wrong way for him. Um, I think this gets the Bills back into the AFC wildcard conversation at 7-6, and six, and at 8-5, and five, still... Yeah in control of the AFC West. But like I said, it, it turns the Chiefs into like a three seed now. I know. It's a very That'd different situation. Very weird. I think the NFL might like that, so I'll keep an eye out for it. it but. Pa- this has been one of the best years we've had for parity. Like when you think about yeah. it this late in the game, how many teams are still alive and like legitimately alive, not like statistically alive, but like, oh, they could make a run here. A lot of these, these injuries, these late Big, big players going down. It's throwing a lot of things out the window, so we'll see what happens. Um, let's go to the uh, the no-defense game. That was Lions-Saints. The Lions won 33-28 to 28 in the Had a couple Superdome. of these this week. Yeah, yeah. Nobody. Or we both picked this one. We saw the Lions were going to win. The Lions jump out to an early one. They were up 24-7 to 7 at the half, and then took the foot off the gas and let the Saints kind of climb, climb themselves back into this one. Um, Saints were racing to take the lead, but um, had a little trip trip up there um, and weren't able to complete it. Uh, we, yeah, I mean, from this one, the Saints just kind of ran out of time. The Lions got enough points here late to, to take care of this business. I mean, it's a it was a tough hole to climb out of. You know, yeah. it's that's a real deep hole to climb out of against a Detroit defense that, sure, it's not fantastic, but it is opportunistic. And it is better at, you know, defending the pass than it is defending the run. So, yeah, I, I thought I thought they just had a real bad game plan, the Saints did, coming out. Um, I thought they did make great corrections moving forward. I thought, you know, the kind of... It seems like Derek Carr's time is almost up there. Oof. Um yeah, it's not fucking good, dude. Um, he did not have a great start to this game. He kind of settled down, but he he does that a lot. It seems like he's, you know, waiting to get a feel for the game, and you can't wait two quarters in the NFL nowadays. I didn't realize how little patience the uh, Saints fandom has for the for Derek Carr now. Like they were booing him returning on the game after a couple of Taysom Hill plays. And they were just like, no, we're done with him kind of thing. Um, we've talked about it. It is weird that Taysom Hill can't be figured out to play no. more snaps. Even when Carr's hurt, they just turn to the other guy. But it seems that whoever is head coach, whoever is calling the plays, they know that Taysom Hill just has a few of them in his in his sleeve that he can do. He had a good game, though, in this one. Uh, but on the other side, Laporta had another, you know, had like a coming out party. Yeah. 140 and a touchdown. I think, oh, that was the stat I heard randomly. Uh, we don't usually discuss college uh, football much on here, but Laporta had uh, 140 total yards from scrimmage, which pretty much equaled the amount of offense that the Iowa Hawkeyes had in their uh, championship game <laughs> against Michigan. <laughs> 
Oh Woo. God, yeah, Iowa is so bad. Real, yeah, not a good one. So, um, the only other thing really in this game is Kamara two touchdowns and he broke a guy's leg. Yeah, uh, I try to find like a cute way to say this. There's not really. If you've seen the video, like we I we were watching five games at once, me and my brother, and it was like they talking about a guy getting hurt on the field and them shipping off, and we couldn't figure out who got hurt. Like. Like watching both sides, like I don't know they're showing a lot of both sidelines. Who got hurt here? I don't understand. And then later you see the the quick video of the guy's leg turned sideways, and feel feel for the chain gang guy. Well, you know the worst part about that is that guy goes down. They're like, I'm gonna need somebody else on the chain gang. You're like, yeah. Oh no, oh no, I'm in the fucking. That doesn't <laughs> happen a lot. Like, stay you, in there. You'd no. expect it to happen more frequently than it does, which is crazy. But you know, it's a very populated sidelines and he's a guy that at least is standing there constantly forward looking at it there's a lot of people i'm sure attention is shot in other directions that they feel you know something wouldn't happen like that more often i'm very surprised too but here we are it's gonna be a tib fib that's uh, his life is actually never gonna be the same that's one of those injuries that fucks with the way you walk forever oh and he he was screaming about it in the oh, video anguish hear it yeah so if we feel for the guy um continuing right along um <laughs> we, the lions we are real americans here yeah, hope he had insurance li- best of luck yeah best of luck i don't know how they do that there lions are going on the road but they're going to chicago playing the bears in an nfc north game uh at noon on sunday uh lions bears the uh bears are coming off the bye yeah that's right bears off a bye to themselves um the rumor that came out this week is that the Bears are interested in, uh, um, what's his name? The offense coordinator for Washington came from the Chiefs. The oh, enemy, uh, yeah. Who hasn't gotten enemy. a shot. Yeah. I think I shot at a head coaching job in however many years. And now all of a sudden, in a position that's not even open, that's the rumor. But until Everflus is fired, the Bears have a chance, uh, maybe save his job. But I do think the Lions. You know, as hot as they are, going to go into Chicago, going to take care of business, put up enough points. Although these Bears did give them a fucking full Scare. boatload of trouble last time they played. Um, I, I still, I think it's going to be the Lions. The Lions need to start separating themselves here. Like, they can't keep playing these close games against subpar competitors. They've yeah. got to put the boot on the throat early. Um, and I think the Chicago Bears would be a good opportunity for them to do that. They're much more talented than the Bears, although the Bears did have Montez Sweat now, and they didn't have him the last time they played. Is that right? It's just a couple of weeks ago. Wow. Um, yeah, I think uh, Lions certainly have an issue with uh, their their defense, but they it needs another team that can score like 30 on them, keep up with them and stuff like that to challenge them. I just don't think the Bears are that right now. Um, so, yeah, Lions get it. And Bears help out their draft pick. Everybody wins. One more game to talk about uh, before we take a little break. Let's talk about the Browns losing to the Rams game that Dan got on me. Finally. Joe, <laughs> Joe Flacco came in uh, to, to start this one for the Cleveland Browns as uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the DTR, was on a concussion protocol. Um. The Ram, it was a tight one. It was 10-13 Rams at the half, and then Rams pulled away. Stafford, three touchdowns. Kyron Williams, when he's healthy, man, he, he looks very good. And then oh, yeah. Puka Nakua 
Puka Nakua had a Puka Nakua classic game. Puka <laughs> 39 and a touchdown. Yeah, Puka Shell game. Um, the Rams put up a lot of points in that second half. 36 to 19 was the end score. It was closer than that until that about fourth quarter. Oh, my apologies. Montez Sweat actually did play uh, against Detroit. So, yeah. I'm, I was going to say, it was the trade deadline, so it had to have been right around that time. Though. Yeah, my apologies. Um, yeah, Puka looked good, man. I mean, the Lions, won, uh, uh, sorry, the Rams looked pretty good. I mean, offensively, we talk about this. I talk about this every week because I'm like baffled that a team could trade so many assets and still do such a good job building a team. Yeah. Um, but a guy like Kyron Williams kind of coming out of nowhere and being this level of contributor for you is tremendous. The Browns, every time they try to make a good decision at the quarterback spot, it just blows up in their face. You know, I mean, I know you need somebody in there that isn't P.J. Walker, but, God, it's Joe Flacco. Like, Joe Flacco's my age. That's terrible. Like, Joe Flacco, you, I can't run around. Like, I get plantar fasciitis inflammations from, like, you know, jumping once. You know, it, there's just something that happens to the body. I know he's six foot six, two thirty, but, God, he's a statue back there. So, yeah. No, you know, he's not going anywhere. With one week to live in the offense, I, I thought he did a yeoman's job, but, like, they never really, he couldn't really feel like they were in this game. You know, he did as good of a well, job as you could do. I'm saying it was 19 to 20 uh, about halfway through the fourth quarter. It was late fourth quarter. The Rams just started putting on touchdowns, but it was the Cooper Cup, short one, Kyron Williams. I mean, they just ended up down in the, the end zone area, like late bunch there. So the Rams are still a very surprising question to me. I don't quite know what they are. I'm trying to get an understanding on them, but what I am understanding is that the Browns' defense can't do it all. They can't do it all, and they needed more from their offense this game. They hung in there as long as they could and then fell apart, and that's a scary thing for for the Browns to have any chance here this year because, yeah, we know that uh, there's no other quarterback really coming, better quarterback coming for for help them. I'll tell you what kills a defense, right? So this is the Browns' plays. Touchdown. One minute, 40 seconds, punt. One minute, 40 seconds, punt. Three minutes, punt. Minute, 27 seconds, punt. One minute, punt. Two minutes when and 30 seconds, this? field this goal. That's like the late... first half. Oh, that's the beginning of the game. That's Jeez. the beginning of the game. That's their first half. That's what they did in the first half. Because this thing was tight. It was tight through three. Three and a but, half. It was but that's tight. only because they they only scored 10 points in the first half. You know, and yeah, that was, yeah. but that was the offense they were putting together. The Rams were putting together longer drives, you know, more mm. plays. They were, they were actually like, you know, putting stuff together, moving the ball down the field. The, you know, their last play of, or their last drive of the second quarter was a 14 play drive that almost seemed like it kind of broke the spirit of the Browns defensively. I know it wasn't until the fourth quarter that things went crazy, but they also had two in the third quarter, two super long drives to kind of wear them out. So, yeah, if you leave the defense on the field for that long, like you've got to be able to run it if you don't have good quarterback play. And for some reason it felt like the Browns just kind of abandoned the run way too early because the Rams sold out to defend against it. Yep. Um, Well, so... Where are we going from here with these teams is, uh, yeah, the Browns are still in a nice spot in their uh, record, 7-5, and five, that they can, you know, they need to figure out what they can do 
in order to hold on to it because it's not going to get any easier from here. Um, We'll lead it into the next week's game, the Jacksonville Jaguars coming to Cleveland to play the Browns. It's an 8-4 Jaguars, 7-5 Browns. He goes, telling Dan right before we started recording on here, I was looking into who's who's, going to start quarterback for these teams in this game because I'm not too sure. Is Joe Flacco really getting another start after that? Is... uh, how is the ankle looking for uh, for Lawrence? Now, Lawrence is day-to-day. I want to take the Jaguars. I feel like I want to take the Jaguars no matter what. But I'd like to have the ability, Dan, and tell me if this is fair to revisit it if they say Trevor Lawrence is not playing and it's a Beathard start. I might even still go with Jaguars unless I need to tell you right now that if it's a Beathard, I have to go Browns. I'm going no matter who's in there because if they rush Trevor Lawrence out there with an injured ankle... Or if it's C.J. Beathard, I'm taking the Cleveland Browns. Okay, you're taking Browns no matter taking what. Taking Browns no matter what. If Lawrence is playing, I want to take uh, I want to take the Jaguars. I'll say that. And if Beathard's playing, then I probably have to go Browns in Cleveland. Okay. I mean, it's in Cleveland and that defense against uh, Beathard. I mean, Beathard looked fine at the end of that he did. game. He looked fine, but it was in Jacksonville, etc. You know, I don't Christian know how many Kirk's if they give injury as well. Yeah. So. You're that losing hurts. a really good slot option. Travis Etienne hasn't really been, you know, full strength. You know, the offense is the thing that moves the Jaguars forward, and the defense is the thing that moves the Browns. Your offense has taken a hit in Jacksonville. That's Browns, what worries me. Browns or Jaguars D is no slouch either, though, and, Not and a slouch, the Browns no. have, uh, you know, have a lot of problems moving that ball. So yeah, this one's going to be an interesting one on both sides, but. Uh, I'll go Jaguars if Trevor Lawrence is starting. All right, but fair um, I'll I'll say yeah. I'll say I'll go Browns if it's if it's a Beathard game. Okay, there it is. Uh, Rams Ravens is another one we can talk about because the Ravens are on a bye week. So yeah, they're not getting easier for the Ravens. Just says it doesn't get much easier for the Browns. Um, I'm going to go Ravens because it's in Baltimore and the Rams have to go all the way across the country. Even though no, it's a noon start too. Oh, they done the Rams dirty here when they really needed one. <laughs> um, look, the Rams also too are like there's these NFC wild card teams now, and I think it's Vikings, Packers, Rams. If an AF- NFC South team wants to catch on fire, it is absolutely wide open for you. But come on. So I think it's one of those three, and this is going to make it tough for the Rams, but I'm taking Ravens. I have to take Ravens, too. I mean, you're going across the country to face a team that's coming off a bye week that's getting healthier. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, Mark Andrews didn't come back, but, uh, you know, there's still Isaiah Likely. There's still some talent here in Baltimore. They really needed a bye week. I got to take Baltimore at home. All right. So uh, because the bye weeks are ending... It's the home stretch, mm-hmm. and because it's the home stretch, uh, your boys are going to need themselves a little break to finish this one up. So let's take a break, because when we come back, we're going to talk about Two Minute No Offense, and is Dan's favorite team in there again? Are they just uh, Fucking better every be. week? <laughs> well, we have to wait and see. We have to wait and see. So come back after the break. This is the push-off. Better not have that show until we know
returned from the break it's time to push through some games in a quick speedy like fashion i only put three in this week because we had a nice uh, shorter week here of games so uh get rid of the clock ready dan because it's time for the two minute no offense because no offense but you may find yourself in this section of uh of the program if you're just a real piece of shit franchise uh you know just not doing a good job at any level of uh, your football organization just you know being shitty, not showing up, being a real piece of shit. Um, Look, they sold the Commanders. Give them some time. It's been halfway through the year. They got They get at least an off season. Before. I got to shit on the Commanders. <laughs> I haven't shit on them aggressively. I got to shit on all of my NFC East opponents every fair once in enough. a while. Yeah, fair enough. All right, but enough. I'm ready to go. Okay. And yeah, and here we go. Oh my god! After that Thursday game, I hear that all the time <laughs> it's now. Anyways, echo in your mind. I go. Ch- Chargers shut out the Patriots. Six to nothing. Yes, that was an end score. Six to nothing, and not a baseball score. Uh, Chargers had five sacks. Bailey Zappi uh, started, <laughs> and uh, Stevenson's going to miss some time with an ankle sprain. I'm going to be straight up honest with you, Scott. I didn't watch a second of this fucking game. I didn't watch any fucking highlights. I, I saw the score at six to nothing. I'm like, I know everything I need to know. Good for you. Uh, moving right along then, the Dolphins kill up or destroy the commanders 45 to 15 um i think you can get everything you need to see from this game from the hard knocks in season there uh, god a, a chain bank came back two was looking good tyreek hill give the man mvp or at least you know let's talk about it um oh yeah and then on the other side hal had two rushing touchdowns but he threw an interception and it was you know it was 31 7 at half Trying his best, but yeah, this is just this is a great example of an overmatched team. I mean, yeah, Washington will have a new chance next year. Maybe Howell's the starter, maybe he's not. Yeah. And then finally I also put in the Falcons Jets game thirteen to eight because this is two bad, bad offenses. Yeah. Um Ritter and Boyle. Ritter won touchdown, Boyle an interception, didn't even finish the game. They benched him for Trevor Simeon. It was 10-5 Falcons at the half. Uh, we got through it. Falcons win it. I'm not going to lie to you. I was actually like, oh, I think that Trevor Simeon thing's going to be a great move. And then he was also fucking garbage. So t- there comes a point where you got to start blaming people other than the quarterbacks. If every time you trot a quarterback out there, he's a complete piece of shit. Like, yeah. I, start looking inward, friends. Like, you making bad decisions at the quarterback position, making bad decisions as an offensive coordinator. So, yeah, Oof. a terrorist that's, organization. That's a two-minute no offense. If there's extra time on the clock, uh, I, I'd finished. like to pull and save that, you know, do whatever they say. On the, uh, I'm, I'm, recla- I'm going to reclaim my time, yeah. Um, so we're going to get to that, yeah, that Jets mess, uh, when we get to next week's game. That's all the time we can talk about the two minute offense. Let's say the Washington Commanders, bye week, week 14, no Commanders this week, see what happens. And then the other Monday night football game, uh, I did allude to it when we talked about the Packers at Giants. It is Dolphins at Titans. That is. Monday night number two. So one of these is going to be on ABC. One of these is going to be on ESPN. That's how I understand they're going to do it. But kickoff mm-hmm. simultaneously, 7.15. So it's not – or yeah, 7.15 Central Standard, uh, Chicago Standard Time here. 
it's not like the old Monday night starters uh, or the week two ones where one starts earlier than the other one by an hour. This is going to be at the same time. And uh, both of them are shit games. Because you have, you have a tombstone. There's a tombstone team playing in each of these games. Oh, yeah, I'm you taking Dolphins. That. Oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Since I didn't say it, I'm going to say it out loud. I, if you start taking teams that are tombstoned, I'm going to be really happy because I think it's going to give me an opportunity to catch up to you in picks. <laughs> fair yeah, enough. I mean, you got to go Dolphins here, man. It's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you in there. Yeah, we're both taking Dolphins on that one on the road. Uh-huh. But, yeah, yeah Tennessee <laughs> and the Titans and... Got to tease Same. some potential, like... Yeah, you just maybe. hope one of these two games is good so you can flip to it and True. ignore the other one. We'll see. Um, all right, let's continue on. Finally, Dan, I teased you enough. Let's discuss it. Seahawks 35, Cowboys 41. A very fun Thursday night game. Um, look at what happens when you have a Thursday night game where the whole both teams get a full week. Yeah. Uh, you actually get a pretty good, pretty good game. Um... I, yeah, like honestly been going to bed about halftime a lot of Thursday nights. This one I stayed up for most of it, if not all. Um, first of all, the Seahawks. Geno Smith, 334, three touchdowns. He was no slouch in this game. The Seahawks came out there firing. Um, Metcalf th- had all of those three touchdowns. He now holds the fastest uh, time on the field record there from that, that long one he had. But on the other side, Prescott three touchdowns, uh, one of his best games. Lamb another huge game, and then your kicker went four for four. Twenty-one uh, twenty Seahawks at the half, so they did not make it easy. But the Cowboys pull out the win at home. I I'm glad the Cowboys got a full week of rest. I'm glad the defense got another full week of rest uh, mm. because they weren't anywhere involved <laughs> in this fucking game. Um, Although, hilariously, Deron Bland, after getting torched for three quarters... They picked on him. Oh, God, they were going after his ass. They did it one too many times, and he actually got another interception. So, like, I will say this. Stuff like that makes me really, like... You know the delusion can be very strong, Scott, when you're like, this is going to be our year, right? We all have that fucking, you know, that drug in the beginning of the season. We're like, this could be our year. There is a part of me that when we have games like this where Deron Bland's getting torched and torched and torched and they go, nope, stay in, you're going to be good, and he gets an interception, I just go, ooh, the fortified soul is able to <laughs> fucking, you know, get back in there and, you know, be nice. competitive again. So this is the sort of stuff that makes me really believe in the Dallas Cowboys prospects moving forward. You know, we've got another five games here, man. We've got another five games. This could be a fucking... We could have win five straight, man. We could be 14-3 and three if we really, really go after it. That being said, the Seahawks are no joke, man. Six and six, they're really fun offensively. Like, this is the best offensive game I think they've called. Yes. It just also felt like they ran out of tricks in the fourth quarter. You know? It was wild. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was surprised to see Seattle's best offensive output against this Dallas defense, so I'm su- I didn't know what they were throwing at, but I mean, DK came in there as a man with a mission kind of thing. And I think that opened a lot of stuff else up. Cause yeah, I mean, big play DK. N- that sucks. Yeah. 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 That that's mean when he, when he starts doing that stuff to you. So a uh, big win though, for the Cowboys pulling this one out at, uh, at home. Yeah, um, absolutely needed it. Like we're still undefeated at home this season, which is great. 
Um, yeah, had to have this one. It's it would have been very difficult to go into Philadelphia um, with a with a loss against the Seahawks at home. That would have really fucked with the confidence. So, yeah. you know, I like it. I mean, we're we're at full strength right now going in against Philly. That's where the setup is, and uh, we're going to talk about that game, but we have to set it up first, as I like mm-hmm. to do. And since we can't set up even the Seahawks game, because they're in that same one, you guys are playing each other from the game playing each other, uh, let's talk about two teams coming off a bye playing each mm. other. Yeah, See? Method to madness. Ooh. The Minnesota, My Minnesota Vikings. We talk about your, your team. Let's talk about mine. My Minnesota Vikings coming off a bye, playing the Vegas Raiders, also off a bye. It is Vikings at Raiders. Uh, we found out the Vikings took a step back. All of their quarterbacks, besides Kirk Cousins, healthy, ready to play, and they're sticking with Josh Dobbs. Uh, but he's going to have a little more help. Justin Jefferson fully participating. He'll be back on the field in Vegas. Uh, this is a Vegas team, though, that seems to be figuring things out. Uh Last we saw them was the tight game against the Dolphins loss, I think, right? Then they went to bye, or did they beat? No, they yeah. went. The Vikings no, they, went into a. They lost to the Chiefs. Oh, the Raiders, yes. Yeah, I'm thinking the Raiders. And then and my last we saw the Vikings, yeah. Vikings on a two-game losing streak in primetime games. Um, so, yeah, this one's a little touchy one here. I... I didn't see a lot of good Minnesota offense with Justin Jefferson in there healthy, so I don't think he is a complete fix. I think this Vikings offense that hasn't figured out a uh, personality in running the ball has a problem on their hands of how to move the ball when teams know how to uh, attack uh Josh Dobbs, which is kind of just uh, pinning him in, combining it inside, and forcing him to be a pocket quarterback. Now, Justin Jefferson is another weapon in that pocket, but until I see it, I'm worried about this Vikings offense. I'm not worried about their defense at all, but I'm worried about their offense moving the ball. So I'm taking Las Vegas Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders to come out there and, and win a home game. God, I'm taking your Vikings? You know, I'm I'm not against Josh Dobbs. Once again, I watched Josh Dobbs beat my Dallas Cowboys, and it stayed with me. Um, and having sure. JJ back, you know, having JJ back, you got that young rook, you know, having a great season. You've got a passing attack, man. You've got the potential to move that ball downfield. Uh, you just got to get the ball out of his hands, and you gotta, you do need to set up the run. You've got yeah. to establish the run early. I don't know if Madison is the guy, but. A balanced Vikings attack is very, very dangerous because you got too many explosive playmakers right now. I completely agree with that. If there's some way they figure out how to run the ball against the Raiders, then we do it. Um, Max Crosby didn't practice uh, so far. That's a big thing. If he's not ready to go, that's a big, big thing. But I don't know. We have never figured out how to run the ball. It seems like they it's a tell or something that they just know where it's going. Um what I saw from them uh, for the last two weeks of how Josh Dobbs played and, and how the defense has played him, it kind of feels like that, well, when you get enough snaps on tape and you understand what they're doing, then it gets a little easier kind of thing, and it almost feels like they're like, oh, okay, just do this, and I think we got it. And That's what I've seen in the last two primetime games, so it scares me. But, I mean, I'm going to be cheering that it doesn't happen, but I'm, I'm going to be hedging my bets with that Raiders pick, but I get it. I get I that just... you... Yeah. I don't think they're going to get – if Josh Dobbs has a terrible first quarter, I think they pull the plug. 
You know, you I think if he looks terrible, you pull the plug and you say, hey, maybe we go with Jaron Hall. Give him a chance. He went out with a concussion. You know, let's give him a shot at this thing again. Um, I don't think Nick like, Mullins gets in. That's the thing, though. It sounds like the, the, the presser that the coach had seemed to make it sound like Nick Mullins was going to be number two. But I guess you could put anybody on the, you know, down there as a as your uh you know depth chart and decide in the in the points i think emergency quarterback i don't know if you have that ability though i don't well, know well you'd have that'd be have to be a game time decision so like nick mullins would also have to get injured um which he could very easily get injured yeah. you know by kevin o'connell just kicking him in the face um <laughs> get the fuck out you're terrible um so i mean he could very much um make that decisions to put uh, put Jaron Hall in. I just I don't know why you keep a guy like Nick Mullins as the backup when you kind of know what you got. You got to test the got to test Jaron Hall. You got to test Jaron. I would. That's what I agree with, and that's I think what I was said too. I was like, if it's not Josh Dobbs, and put Jaron Hall in. Let's go see yeah. kind of thing. But whatever. All right, let's talk about a game that could have should could have been game of the week, but uh, turned out to uh, not be that tight. <laughs> 49ers, 42, Philadelphia Eagles, 19. Still a very big game with it all that? said and done. What was that score? You want me to, you want me to say the score again? What was the that? San Francisco 49ers, you were, you were our only hope, and you came through. 42, <laughs> Eagles, 19. We picked it, too. We knew we, we knew the Niners had it in them, and they did. Um, but, oh, man, uh, to start the game, maybe there was a little bit of, like, oh, the Niners' offense just doesn't seem to f- understand how to get this ball moving the cu- first couple of drives. But by halftime, they were up 14-6. to six. Um, And then Brock Purdy had one of – a great game, 314, four touchdowns. McCaffrey over 100 yards and touchdown. Uh, Debo, huge, huge game. And um, Hertz did what he could. Touchdown, rushing touchdown. Brown over 100 yards. We had Drake Greenlaw and a uh, security guard for the Eagles get ejected in yeah. this game. Dom. We got Dom yeah. ejected. Dom. They just give referring to him as Dom. Um, but, you know, I guess everybody's friends now. But, yeah, these two teams don't like each other since last year. Uh, they had to hear all the hype about each other. And then they get the championship game where – Pretty can't stay healthy. Uh, what I saw was an Eagles team that was ready. They were certainly ready to play these Niners hard. And then the Niners made some really nice adjustments early on, figured out how to move that ball on offense due to some very awesome Debo Samuel plays that opened a lot of stuff up in the Niners. One handily in Philadelphia, which has to scare some Eagles. So listening to Nick Bosa talk about the way they defended Jalen Hurts. Did you did you hear that press conference? No, no, no. Basically forcing Jalen Hurts to pass the ball, forcing him to do so, um, where they were not as concerned about getting sacks and pressuring the quarterback directly, but to take away any escape lanes to make his eyes drop and anticipate the rush. Ah. They, they said that that was the differentiator, which... If I mean, Jalen Hurts has had a great early career, great early career. Can't take that from him. But you know how it goes. Sometimes you you see something on tape and you go, ooh, we can capitalize on this. If the Cowboys see the same thing on tape, if they see, hey, maybe if we don't get home, but we can take away those escape routes and make him drop his eyes and look at the pass rush, you know, that's where he can start making bad decisions and, you know, throwing into coverage that maybe he, 
you know, shouldn't be throwing into. I I love the game plan that the Niners put out there. No other team has a defense like the Niners. You know, sure. No other team has an offense like the Niners. So game plan as much as you want. It doesn't really matter. Um, but watching them beat the Eagles was just so fucking satisfying. The Eagles have been such a smug, fucking self-satisfied team this year. Um, I just love to see San Francisco go in there and beat the shit out of them. And now I hope San Francisco loses every game for the rest of the year. And I hope the Eagles <laughs> lose every game for the rest of the year because I don't want to play either one of these teams again uh, except for next week when I want to beat the Eagles. Sure, right. Yeah, no, um, 49ers, obviously. We have led this to somehow talking about the Cowboys. Um, they have done your Cowboys. <laughs> about the Cowboys, Scott. You know a, a, great, a great service here of, uh, of knocking the Eagles down a peg. But are they the only team that can do it? Yeah, can this be repeated? I think that is the question, and... Uh, lucky to you, we get to that question answered very quickly. I think we do. Um, the 49ers, oh my God, can anything slow them down when they are at their full potential? Um, there's some stat that came out that these Niners are fully undefeated when McCaffrey, Purdy, and Debo Samuel finish a game healthy. Like, that's what it is. As long as these guys are on the field, good luck. And that that's true because, like, he's just – those are the weapons. That's what everything he's got, uh, um, you know, around him, kind of thing. But it's um, a game of attrition, friend. It very much is. Ask, uh, you know, even the chain gang. Uh, it is <laughs> not. If you're near that field, you don't get away without an injury. Um, the Eagles desperately needing something to turn around have signed Shaq Leonard uh, this week, uh, who was between. <laughs> Your Cowboys and the Eagles, it seemed, was what he was trying to decide. And he's going with the Eagles. They must have thrown more money at him after that loss. Um, San Francisco, in this game, this was a stat I put down, did not attempt to pass longer than 15 yards, but averaged about 11.6 yards per attempt. Yeah, because they run a West Coast offense better than anyone runs a West Coast offense yep. right now. You get that ball out of your out of your hand to guys like Christian McCaffrey, Tebow Samuel, guys that just don't go down right away, guys that can make guys miss in the open field like nobody. And that, so that's the thing they've got such weapons out there to to set up for this. So Kyle Shanahan we're... is to quarterbacks what Mike Shanahan was to running backs. Just pop somebody in, go. and you just fucking go. Yeah. The, Sh- the Shanahan system. It's great. I mean, he's Purdy, in fairness to Brock Purdy, he was a good high school quarterback. He was a really good college quarterback. He's been a good pro quarterback. I don't think any other system would have given him this opportunity that he's gotten. I don't think any other system would cover any and mitigate any of his deficiencies the way something like this has. Um, he's got a great offensive line. He's got weapons galore. Like, he's in a great position but he's not squandering it so a little bit of credit there to Brock Purdy and uh, Jalen Hurts just to talk about the Eagles again real quickly the whole offense moves through him that was what was kind of clear in this game is like if you can't get Jalen Hurts going you can't get DeAndre Swift going if you can't get DeAndre Swift going and then you can't get Jalen Hurts going. You can't get the wide receivers going. Like I know AJ Brown had some receptions, but a lot of yeah, that they you pushed know, it to him. Yeah, they they were pushing the ball his direction, but you know he's getting yardage. He's getting a lot of targets, but it's not it's not as productive. You know he had 13 targets. Normally when yeah. he has 13 targets, he's at 150, 160 yards. He's got mm-hmm. like two, three touchdowns. You know they really contained him as best as you can contain a guy like AJ Brown. 
yeah wild game all the way through um <laughs> but uh to see the niners control it you know in a rainy atmosphere on the road uh it's scary it's very scary and they're gonna go back home a couple weeks ago what you thought was their only competition in that division now feels like no no chance here it's seahawks at 49ers um you you got seahawks like their full uh power and they get a little mini buy and everything to get ready for these niners but i don't see it happening i'm going to take the niners at home especially from what we're seeing from they just look that good uh, there is even a clinching scenario for the San Francisco 49ers. They will clinch with a win, and if there's a loss by Minnesota or Green Bay, Niners are in the playoffs after this. It's crazy. You know, we also have to deal with the fact that uh, Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker both might not be healthy for this game. Is so, that right? Charbonnet's yeah. right now, too. So that's the issue is, you know, Seattle is not at full strength. And you have to say, if the Niners win this one, that kind of locks up the NFC West in my mind. Yeah. You know, that gives you basically a four or five game lead with five the games Rams to go. The Rams are That's now it. second, but yeah. 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 I think the Niners are running away with it too. I, I'm picking them if I didn't say it. Oh, and I'm picking them too. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I like the Seahawks. I thought they gave us a hell of a game, but uh, the Niners are scary shit. But now let's talk about Sunday Night Football, Dan. So what you want to talk about. Um, both your team, both these teams can clinch playoffs actually with a win and some help. It's going to take some help, mm-hmm. but uh, they could do it if they win. Um, because this Niners team won, that's got the Eagles at ten and two. Your Cowboys are right there at nine and three. The Niners are nine and three. So the NFC race with the Lions nine and three. It's a four horse race right now. And if you look at that after that, it's six and six teams. So technically, that's yeah. it. It's these four teams now from this point to the end. Um, it's gonna take a win here. It's gonna take one of the, uh, which of these teams to win. Um, and technically, it almost needs the Cowboys to do it. The Niners and Lions are almost Cowboys fans in this scenario. Uh, you Cowboys wearing uh, some throwbacks too. They're wearing the white helmets with the stars on the the sleeve, little blue sleeve ones here. I love it. For the Sunday love the white helmet throws. Um, because the Eagles lost at home. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stack all of this stuff for you, Dan, and I'm gonna take an Eagles win in this one, so you can like come even at me for uh, for because I know who you're picking. So this way it gives you yeah. even more of a chance here to, to you know we're gonna s- stack on it as much as you can here for a Cowboys win. But I I'll, I'm gonna pick the Eagles. Hey, I look forward to gaining uh, position back on you uh, <laughs> in these picks. It's gonna be really helpful. Yeah. Um, this is a Cowboys game at home, and I will say this. If the Cowboys lose this game, it does not mean the end of the road for them, you know? Right. It just means that they were beaten by, if that's the case, twice in a season by the Eagles in their own division and handily dismantled by the 49ers. So the only thing we can really hope for is to stay healthy and that those other two teams get really injured because <laughs> that means... You're not going to hope for injury. No, I will. At that point, I will transition <laughs> into hoping for injury. Uh, yeah, because at that point, if, if that happens, if we lose the Eagles twice, if we lose the Eagles at home, you have to say to yourself, you're really not competitive in the NFC. Like You're probably going to make the playoffs, but you're not going to get past... The Eagles is a whole 49ers. different ske- It's a whole different season, man. You just gotta get red hot at the end. What I need is I need someone to get hit by a car uh, <laughs> on the Eagles, the 49ers, someone to suffer pretty significant short-term injury. 
You know, not long term. I'm not wishing anything horrible on them, but I'm going to need a ruptured spleen. That's what I'm going to need. But okay. I don't think I'm going to need it because I think the Cowboys handle the Eagles at home in this game. We'll see what they do. All right. All right. Couple more games here to wrap up our show. Let's talk about them. I am. I had to. I, I hit a wrong button. Broncos Texans. This was a fun game. Um, yes. The Texans win it, twenty-two to seventeen. Ends that uh, Denver Broncos hot streak. Russell Wilson rough game. Interception. He did have a touchdown and ran one in. Broncos defense did what they could with five sacks. But on the other side, uh, Stroud lost. Uh, Tank Dell broke his leg. That's not good. He's going to IR. So he needed somebody else to step up, and that was Nico Collins in this one. 191 yards and a touchdown, yeah. Um, stepped in in a big way. And then Amendola came up big again, too, uh, for them with three field goals. Um, it was 13-3 Texans at the half. But the, Cal- the Broncos tried to make a ra- run at it there late, but Texans bring out a big win and keep up the, the run there. Uh they're in the race there because of the Jaguars' loss in the South, but if not that, they're they're also in the heat for a wild card spot. I dude, I like the Texans, man. We've been very Me pro too. Texans. I mean, at seven and five, what a you know what a transition. I mean, if you're the the Carol the uh, Cardinals, you're like, God damn it, this is what yeah. we traded the number three pick for is to be picking somewhere in the <laughs> fucking twenties. You know, we thought this was going to be an easy one for us. Um, oh, my mistake. I said Nico Collins, former Cowboy. That is not true. He was drafted by the Texans. They did a good job. Um, you know, we yeah, we had Noah Brown. That's right. Noah Brown's on the Texans now, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, yeah I, I think they're just a great team. And, and I, as much as they've been buoying uh, Russell Wilson there in Denver, a game like this kind of just makes you look back at the guy and be like, oh, right, is he holding this team back again? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Broncos are, uh, you know, they they had a nice hot streak here, and they were in this game. Their defense did a really good, uh, had a pretty good game in this one, I think. Texans struggled to put the points on the board at times, so maybe uh, maybe it's not over there. But this was a one that they almost you felt like Broncos needed to keep a race up in the uh, AFC. They are still second in this division, and they've got this fun matchup in division happening. I've gone back and forth on this pick, so I'm just going to jump into it. Broncos at Chargers is this weekend. Uh, AFC West matchup, you know these teams get get wild. Things get weird here. Um, the Chargers won that 6 to nothing game there. The Broncos are coming off a loss. You know, I've, I've jumped back and forth with these picks. I'm going to go Broncos on the road and feel like if this happens, this could be one of those firing situations for uh, uh, the Chargers head coach. But I think we're at, nearing that situation now. So I'm going to go I'm going to go the Denver Broncos win this one. I agree with you that if uh, the Chargers lose this, Staley probably gets fired coming off a of bye week. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm gonna take the Chargers after a week of rest. The Broncos not looking sharp offensively. I think the Chargers put this together, get both of these teams to six and seven, effectively eliminating both of them from yeah, the playoff right. contention. Um, you know, I it won't be a full tombstone yet because uh, the AFC is still wide open. They're, they'd only be like a game or two behind. But uh, yeah, that's I, I don't think you get into the playoffs in the AFC with less than. Uh, nine, ten wins. You know, I think yeah. it's I think it's gonna be tough. 
it's weird right now to I I can't tell if because it's what nine and eight now if it's gonna take nine and eight or a ten and seven for either NFC or AFC if that's gonna be enough there's a chance that the seventh wildcard team can get in at a nine and eight but it will take a lot of teams stumbling True. which has been happening um the other game to talk about and man let's talk about it Texans going to New York to play the Jets we said how the Jets were uh a mess here. So this is what's happened since um, Tim Boyle released from the the Jets after he got himself uh, benched after that game. They go and sign Brett Rippon from the Seahawks practice squad. Brett Rippon, who started one game for the Rams, who was immediately cut from them after <laughs> so that awful game with the Packers. Um, so now he's on the Jets. They go to Zach Wilson. Um, there's this rumor that comes out that's, that says that Zach Wilson was unsure whether or not he even wanted to start again for the Jets. And that bounced around for a while. And then uh, now it's come out, finally, that he is back and will be starting this game at home against the Texans. Zach Wilson is starting after, what was it, two weeks? Two weeks ago that he was immediately pulled down to emergency third string quarterback? It was right before the uh, uh, Black Friday game against the Dolphins. I'll say this, man. Uh, I don't want to play quarterback for the Jets. Like <laughs> as much as I'd be like, oh my god, I'd love to play an NFL game. It's like you're gonna, you're in a fucking terrible position. You're in I a guess. terrible position. You got Nathaniel Hackett calling plays for you. Uh, like, oh my god, what? How the fuck do you do it? Like, how do you? How it's can hard you to anticipate blame. having a good game? It's just impossible. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mess. It's it's really a mess. But so, and, and we've been in this situation. We talked about too, like to find a competent quarterback, somebody you can count on, somebody that doesn't embarrass your whole team. And that's the thing too is like this guy touches the ball every play, and there's so many guys on on your team and around it and in the organization that's counting on this guy to not completely screw everything up. But you know, they're not the only. T- team dealing with this this season we are nfl is running into a big old issue of what do we do about our lack of competent quarterback play this late in a long long season that we want to make longer and we want to extend you know to other countries etc to make this a tougher season for these quarterbacks (laughs) you're in a you're in a really tough bind in the jets and the patriots and a lot of these teams are making it a very highlighted thing right now, I think. it's We talk about this a lot. There are not 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, right. quality starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Which means there are certainly not 48 uh, quality <laughs> starting quarterbacks in the NFL. So, you know, the Jets went through one quality starter. That's all you should get. You know, to the idea that you think you're going to have a second quality starter in Zach Wilson is insane. You know, there's not going to be 64 of these fucking guys. So, you know, I don't think it makes sense going forward, even if the Jets lose this game, to do anything but continue starting Zach Wilson for the remainder of the season. He is still a former, what was it, number three, number two pick? Like, this is a high fucking draft pick. Throw him out there, sink or swim, you're going to move on from him next year if he's a complete fucking bust. But you've got to be 100% sure with Zach Wilson. Yes, it looked bad. Yes, he was bad. But at no point moving forward do you think, hey, we can really turn this thing around. 
and um, you know make ourselves into a quality uh, playoff team unless Aaron Rodgers comes back. You just can't think to yourself, Zach Wilson is uh, probably not at least the second or third best quarterback on this team, so why not try it? He's young. He's 24 years old. You know, he's still the MILF hunter. He's still a guy that's going to be able to uh, have some splash plays from time to time. And because of that, I think that's all you can really do. You go Zach Wilson or nothing, Zach Wilson or bust. Nice. Yeah. Um, so we'll see you again. It's against the Texans team that uh, I think they got, you know, obviously no shot on because this is a mess in New York. So if I didn't say it already, taking the Texans. Oh, yeah, I'm on Texas, too. <laughs> yeah. Full Some Texas. of these games a little easier to understand, but we'll see when they play them. I, I talked um, a lot to tell you that I was going to take the Texans. No, and I appreciate it. Obviously, I do. Uh, all right, two more games. The Panthers lost to the Buccaneers. It didn't even help uh, with an interim head coach. They couldn't do it. Buccaneers win it. But 21-18, tight game. Um, not a clean one. Uh, they did what they could on the side of the ball. Mayfield and White and Evans got the things going for uh, the Buccaneers. Bryce Young with an interception. Chuba Hubbard over 100 yards and two touchdowns. But the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fired them cannons like we knew they would. Yeah, they're just it's just not good in Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's good to see that, uh, you know, the Buccaneers got Mike Evans over a thousand yards. That's awesome. Uh, you know, 10th straight season to do that. That's really impressive. Yeah. Um, and he's got five more games to go. So it's, you know, he's going to have a great career. I think Mike Evans already in the conversation for a hall of fame wide receiver in my estimation. You know, it's one of my crazy that, stats, but I want to say yeah. it. He was 10th. Yeah. 10th consecutive thousand season. Uh, the records 11 held by Jerry Rice. So could only him and Jerry Rice have done 10. Yeah, he could do it, man. He could have the record, and I don't think it would be unearned. I mean, he's had less than stellar quarterbacks that are like, you know. That's the thing, yeah. Yeah, this name, like, he had Tom Brady. Granted, he had Tom mm-hmm. Brady. But aside from those three Tom Brady years, trash. Honestly, yeah. fucking trash. Yeah. So I get it, man. I see where he's coming from. He's been awesome. Uh, he's been a star in my fantasy team. Girl. Mm, true. Um, And then the Panthers, yeah. Big old mess uh, report came out, um, The Athletic, today. I read it. Not a lot of exciting stuff, really. The only thing was, like, a lot of coaches going behind Frank Reich's back when he looked like he was going to get fired. And it's like, well, you know, people need their jobs. It I sounds about it, right, yeah. It does, you know, it sounded like Frank Reich didn't have a lot of friends there, and that's what happened, so so be it. Frank um, Reich's always seemed like a little bit of a fucking noodle, if we're being honest. I guess. I guess, yeah, he's just putting himself in some bad bad spots i guess um but yeah so the panthers things aren't going to get a lot easier um you're going to divisional game so if you want to do some shocking but you got to go on the road it is panthers at the saints at new orleans saints this week uh so obviously i'm taking the saints because i don't think the panthers will be shocking any worlds i do what yep I'm going to take the Panthers to get their second win of the season against this uh, Saints team. And I think the Saints are going to have themselves a full and complete crisis of identity, and it's going to get Dennis Allen fired. Wow. Okay. Well, that's that's surprising. But we'll see what happens. I know I'm behind in picks, but I got to keep, you know, I got to keep picking where my brain says it's going to go. But, uh, yeah, I, I think slowly but surely, I think slowly but surely Bryce Young is either going to, uh, kill himself 
or he's <laughs> going to get better. And I, I, you know, it's an Alabama quarterback. They've had pretty good success with the exception of Mac Jones. Um, and even Mac Jones had a couple of good seasons in there. I think he puts it together. I think he finally gets himself into a situation where, you know, this very streaky Saints team, they can they can walk that team into a couple bad offensive plays and, and take advantage of it. And to your point, Chuba Hubbard didn't have a bad game. He's, you know, if they can get the run going, they can put Bryce Young into better position. So I'm going to pick a surprise to. win here by the Carolina Panthers. I'd like to, see, yeah, I'd like to see Bryce Young get, have have some wins here. I'd like to see him get yeah. some wins because it's been a bit for him since it's been since Alabama, <laughs> yeah, pretty so, much. And Alabama gets wins even when they don't. So, well, hey, come on. Um, let's talk about also Buccaneers at Falcons. So the divisions playing each other again. It seems like when they did the schedule, they're like, shoot the South. Uh, let's just. So Tampa goes to Atlanta. This is a, an interesting one. I think Tampa's got a shot, but I'm going to take Atlanta at home. I think they're a much better team at home underneath Megatron's butthole. <laughs> as it looks on. As the butthole looks on to Falcon football. That's funny. Uh, you, yeah, I got to take Falcons, man. I mean, it's okay. just, yeah, I, I got to. Uh, leaves us with the only other game to talk about. I left it for the end, um, but uh, hey, neither of us picked it. It was the Arizona Cardinals heading into Pittsburgh and beating them Steelers twenty-four to ten. I believe by now the game's over because uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, storm delays delay. and stuff. Yeah, that occurred during this one. So um, if uh, the Steelers can point to that to throw in their uh, their. Their momentum, or maybe yeah, the the just the the pattern off a little bit. Just start, stop, start, stop of this game. Uh, also, the injury to Pickett. He goes down with an ankle injury. And was trying to sneak it at the goal line. Trubisky has to finish it, and Pickett's going to be out for a while. Actually, got ankle surgery. Went to IR. Um, yeah. I don't know if that means we see him even in playoff scenario for the Steelers. This is another QB that bites the dust here. Um, I, I can't use that. For another week, we already did another one by the test. But true. yeah, Steelers are down um, at least for uh, the 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 quick turnaround, and the Cardinals big old win before their bye week. The AFC North it belongs to the Ravens, like it has yep. to at this now point. It does, yeah. Um, but it also means like a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers at seven and five. Like, I don't think they're even as good as seven and five. You know, I mean, I understand Kenny Pickett going down in the first half, but even in the first half, they scored three fucking points. You know, Kenny Pickett's in the whole time, and they score three fucking points? That's terrible. You know, this offense still struggles. This offense is still not a complete team. Arizona's surprising, but that's exactly what bad teams with, you know, a couple, you know, superstar players are supposed to do. They're supposed to surprise teams like this. Pittsburgh needs to get it, you know, more push on defense. They need to be more productive because if Mitch Trubisky is your starting quarterback, the defense is going to need to win at least two or three more games over the next five. Yeah, no, I think it's a good point. The the Cardinals uh, playing a team they don't see very often. You can shock some people. You can surprise once in a while. But what is surprising in the Steelers to pull out only 10 points after all of this big stuff about getting rid of Matt Canada and their offense, turning it up. Sure. Pick it with the injury and stuff like that kind of shocks your team. So, okay. Trubisky with, you know, not a full week of practice because it's a Thursday game. It's a turnaround thing. We'll see how it turn how it works. Um, at least they get the Patriots, but, uh, it's not going to be, 
it's not going to be easy on the offensive side of the ball, unfortunately. It's just going to be that they are going to be pretty inept on their side too. So uh, play the field position, I guess, this week. So I already talked about how the Cardinals have a bye week. We have uh, spent enough here for this week, so let's just head on into it. We will finish where the weekend begins. Thursday night football, New England Patriots at Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, yeah. That's that's the one we have. This actually is uh, currently has the lowest over under in thirty years. Apparently, what is it? Ten? <laughs> it must be pretty low. This was earlier in the week, but I doubt it got any better. Um, I'm I'll take the Steelers on a short week at home. You know, just the better scenario here. As Jabril once said to Saquon, "You lucky we ass." <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, the the Patriots are ass, and the Steelers are very lucky to be getting them at home on a short week. Even with Trubisky, I think they are the better team. So, yeah, you got to go with the Steelers here. All right, you're with me then, too. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening for our episode here this week of the Push Off Podcast. Uh, uh, we do this little wiggle room here in these weeks of when this comes out, either Wednesday, Thursday, but, you know, through 13, 14, 15 weeks, whatever we've done now. We've gotten to you before kickoff. So True, always. Give you guys that. Give it to you there. Uh, just to catch us up on the picks, I was only up on Dan by two, and I extended it by one more, just one more here this week. So we wrap it up here, and I'm at 124, Dan at 121 for the season. The the percentage is very, very good, you guys. So listen to what we're saying. That's what I was so to close, too, on two of those. I had he two was, upsets in my mind. Ooh, God. There was an overtime there and all that stuff. Uh, I told you. Broncos fucked that. me. God, it was yeah. terrible. Um, so we'll see. You know, after the dust settles here, exactly where we're at. It's going to be tight. Um, all right. So I'm just going to jump over to Crazy Stats Dance so oh, we yeah. can wrap this one up here tonight. Um, here we go. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur is now 16-0 and in December. Ludicrous. Yeah, he is he's Mr. December currently, so look out. Look out for the Packers. Um, Sam Laporta needs just 398 yards now to beat Mike Ditka's tight end rookie record. Really? So he's set up there on just under 400 yards with uh, – what five games ago? So I, I'm six. actually stunned that 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 is still a record. <laughs> still, still standing for a tight yeah, end rookie that's record. Crazy. Yeah, I guess tight, tight ends, ends, especially as productive as they've been over the past two decades, they just I don't think they're yet that much in the yards. You know, they do block it probably early on. As rookies, um, yeah. And then finally, the last stat: Oh, Patriots are the first team since 1938 to lose three straight games while only allowing 10 or fewer points. God, that defense isn't terrible, are they? <laughs> it's, so the def- it's the defense, the yeah. so bad. I mean, it only allowed 10 points or less. Yeah, last week only allowing six and not being able to win is just, oh, it's got to it's gotta hurt. It's got to hurt. Fucking yucky, dude. That's yucky. Okay, that's what I had for the crazy stats. That is our episode, you guys, for the Push Off Podcast this week. But we really appreciate you coming around, visiting, and listening to us. Uh, So we'll be back next week with all this great stuff. But before we leave now, Dan, some parting words of wisdom. Just because you fire Matt Canada doesn't mean things are going to turn around for you. Just because you think you got rid of a problem doesn't mean you don't have another problem right on the horizon. Got rid of Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson comes back. You know, 
you you think you beat these 49ers in the playoffs and you know that's going to stick them in the ground oh boy they come right back and beat the shit out of you at home but it gives you another opportunity to move forward and uh you know try again next week and uh you know next week if you're the Philadelphia Eagles you're going to get kicked in the teeth yet again by another team looking for revenge um fuck you Philadelphia fuck you the entire city of Philadelphia oh god I love it so much. I sure hope we beat you this week. Woof. I know we'd end up here. All right, guys. <laughs> it was starting real positive, and then I remember yeah, how much I hate Philadelphia. Did, did uh, thank you guys, though, so much for joining another episode of the Push Off Podcast. I am Scott. And it's Dan. We will see you next time. Right here. Goodbye. Goodbye.